Well, good morning. Thank you so much for watching online with us today. Um, we are in our summer series in July called One Family. We're so glad that you chose to join us. Um, today, we're talking all about family. In fact, all throughout July, we're, we're talking about this, this subject of family. Um, the title of my message today is called Choosing Family. So let's go ahead and get into the scriptures this morning before we begin. I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 through 50. And if you'd like to follow along in your Bible, you can go grab your Bible right now. Or if you'd like to open up the Bible app, you can follow along on there. Um, if you're a note taker, you can also follow in the notes that we have available on the Bible app. Go to events, look up Red Hill Church, Red Hills Church, and you can follow along with the message notes this morning. This morning, as, as Matthew is writing here, he says this, As Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. Someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside and, and they want to talk to you. Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And then he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my mother and my brothers. Anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my mother, my sister, and my brother. This morning, let's pray before we jump into this. Father, thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives. God, we choose to acknowledge this moment, God, as a Kairos moment, as a moment that you have set for us. God, we pray that as your word goes forth, God, as, as I speak, Father, we pray that your word would make a difference on the inside of every person listening. God, that your word would go deep on the inside of them as it is inspired by your Holy Spirit and going through these cameras. Father, we pray that your word would make a difference and bring life to those who hear it. Father, I pray that you give me a grace to speak this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, um, if you're taking notes, again, the, the title of my message is, is titled Choosing Family. Um, this, I, this idea of choosing family may not be what you think about when you think about family because we all have those people in our family that we wouldn't choose to have in our family, right? Uh, the, the, the crazy Aunt Susan that, you know, shows up at Thanksgiving. Yeah, that... We don't think necessarily that choice is the first thing that we have when it comes to family. But we look in the culture around us and it is celebrated the fact that in life we get to choose, right? In life we have so many choices that are presented to us. We have the choice to get up and go to work every day, right? Or, or maybe the choice to get up and, and call in sick because we feel a little tired. I have, a, I have a son at home who sometimes wakes us up in the middle of the night. And yeah, sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to go to work in the morning, but I choose to go, right? We all have choices in our life that we're presented with. But those choices were not, were not created by our culture. It wasn't the American culture that created choice. It was God in the very beginning. When God created man and he put him in the garden, God told him, Look, I've created this entire garden for you. I've, I've created, for, created it for you to take dominion over. I want, I, wanna, I want you to choose what all of these animals will be named. Go ahead and give them names. 
He gave Adam choice when, when he was in the garden. And he said, I've placed one thing in this garden that I want you to choose not to eat. And it's this tree right here in the middle. I don't want you to eat from this tree. And we all know that Adam made a bad choice. He made a bad call in the garden. In fact, in Deuteronomy, God, God says this. He makes this statement in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19. He says, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. But then God goes on to say, oh, that you would choose life. God wants us to make good choices in life. He wants us to make the choices that are, that are best for us, that, that will create a future for us of hope and promise. But in life, we've, we've all been given these choices. And this opportunity to choose in life was at the very core and at God's very heart when he created man with free will in the very beginning. And in, in Proverbs, it, it, it says this, that a lot of times we're given the choice and, and, and we make the choice that we think is right. But at the end of that choice, it brings destruction in our life. So as, as we look at this opportunity of, of choice in our life, we look at the, the opportunity to choose how we are going to live our life. And, and we have to make a decision to choose the right way. But when God says choose life, a lot of times we don't know, well, what does that mean, God? How, how do I choose life? Well, today, as, as we begin to discuss this scripture that Jesus was talking about, we're going to give you some practical tools on how to choose life, how to make the right choices in life. In fact, I'm so glad that you've chosen to watch today. So, as I said a moment ago, choice may not be the first thing we think about when we're, when we're looking at our families, right? Because we're born into a family. We're, we, we don't have the choice of who our mom and who our dad are going to be. We don't get to choose that. We don't get to choose where we're born or the, the, the place in which we're born. In fact, we, most of us were born in the United States. Some of us weren't. We don't have the same opportunity. Because we don't, we've not been given that choice. And all throughout the Bible, you see that people were presented with choices in their life. Sometimes it didn't seem like it was free will. They were, they were given a choice, but it, it, it didn't start with their choice. It started with somebody else's choice. And in life, we look around and, and this, this ability for people to choose causes a lot of chaos in the world around us, right? Because somebody else's choice to run a red light and hit you then takes away your choice to drive the car you're driving because now you got to get a new one, right? <laughs> but as, as we move on and we see this opportunity to choose in life, I, I want us to focus on choosing family because Jesus, Jesus is talking about who's my family, Right? Um, there, as we move forward in this, there are families that we look at that are around us, right? They, these are the golden families that we look at where, where the grandparents, right? They, they've made the choice to develop a relationship where today they're more in love than they ever have been, right? They're, they're in the golden years of their life. And we look at this family and we're like, man, they've made all the right choices. I wish I had a family like that. 
right? The, the, our grandparents are amazing. And, and then the, all, all the aunts and the uncles, all of the grandparents' children, they all seem like they want to do life together. They want to go have barbecues on the weekends. They may live in the same town, and they, they feel like just that sense of community is so rich and strong in this family. And then even the cousins, they begin to make the same choices that they saw their family make ahead of them. They begin to look at their cousins, and it's their best friend, and it's the, the, the guy who plays on the baseball team with them because they're cousins, and man, we're, we're family, and we stick together. These are all choices that people begin to make in life, and you can see it. As one person makes a choice, it creates a chain reaction in the lives of the people around them. And today, as we begin to talk about choosing family and what that means in our life, I want us to focus in on this. Because some of us in life, we don't have that same opportunity. We, we see that family. We wish we had that family that chose life. But maybe our family is, is a little bit more broken. Maybe you come from a divorced family. Or maybe you don't even know who some of your sisters and brothers are. Again, these are all choices that we see that families are making every day. And yeah, these, these might be the family that you're born into. These might be the family that, that you come from, but Jesus begins to start challenging this thought of we don't get to choose our family. Even in the culture of that day, when you look at when Jesus was speaking, there's this thought in culture that the family that you're born into gives you prominence or disadvantage. The, the lineage that you come from determines your opportunity in life. And even as we look in Matthew and in the book of Luke, they're writing from these genealogies. They're, they're showing who was born to who. And, and, and the father of so-and-so was the, was the son of so-and-so. And, -so. and these, these genealogies, we look at them and we go, why are, why are these so important? Well, in that culture, it was so important, the family that you were born into. But even in that, there were people that made it into the lineage of Jesus who weren't even a part of Israel. Why? Because they made the choice to follow God. And this is what Jesus is truly talking about when he says, who are my mother? Who are my brothers and my sister? This is the family that Jesus started looking at and saying, my mother and my brother and my sisters, they're the ones that do the will of my father. Now, we all know that in his ministry and in his life, Jesus continually referred to God as his father. That was, that was the lineage that he came from. He, he said, I acknowledge God as my father. But the family that he had, the natural family that he had when he walked on this earth was Mary and, and, and her sons. And, and so when they're standing there asking to speak to Jesus, we see this. Jesus looks at them and he says, who are my mother and my brother and my sisters? It wasn't that Jesus forgot his mom. He, he didn't forget that Mary was his birth mom. He didn't forget about James, his brother. What he was saying was he said, these people that are, that are doing the will of my father on this earth, they're my true family. And when Jesus makes this statement, when he says, who are my mother and my brothers and my sister, he, he, he makes this statement and it brings out this idea that the family we're born into is not necessarily the family that will determine the rest of our life. 
This family that we're born into is a part of who we are. Absolutely. The, the, the brother that you didn't choose will be a part of the story of the rest of your life. Yes, but it doesn't have to determine where you go in life. So this morning, as we look at the words of Jesus, when he said, who are my mother and my brothers and my sisters? We have to acknowledge what he's saying. And what he's saying is, I'm choosing to surround myself with people who are following God's plan for their life. And when we know this, and when we begin to acknowledge this, then we begin to surround ourselves with godly people. You see, godly family is not the family that's going to force their ideas on you and, and force you to do life a certain way because they think it's right. A godly family is going to look at what God has set before them. They're going to chase after God and they're going to say, hey, follow me as I do this. Paul said this when he was writing. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. So this morning, when it, when it comes to the choice of who our family is going to be and the mother and our brothers and our sisters, we have to choose that family that's, that's going to lead us closer to what God has for our lives. Now, you can see all throughout the Bible, and, and in fact, the story of David, where, where the choice of family um, has brought destruction, where, where David's sons made horrible decisions and brought such division and destruction in his family. But David was somebody who followed God, right? You say, wait, wait, David was the guy who was, he was a man after God's heart, right? He, he, he made all the right choices, but our family still gets to choose, Free will is still the problem that we have to deal with. But as Jesus said, let's follow, let's look at, let's choose life. Let's do what God said. Let's choose life as we move forward. So let's look at these areas that Jesus was talking about. Let's look at our sisters and our brothers. As, as, as we look at the people around us and that surround us, um, those people that we've chosen to be in relationship with, we see where this choice begins to come clear. We get to choose who our friends are. We get to choose who our spouse is, or we get to choose not to marry at all. These are all choices that are presented to us when it comes to family. But this morning, I'm so grateful that we're a part of a church, a body of believers, that we get to choose who our family is, the ones that are doing the will of of our Father in heaven. And our brothers and sisters, this is, this is why church attendance is so important. When you come into a church, you're surrounding yourselves with people that are following after God's plan for their life. So when you come into the church on the weekend and you get to, get to know these people, it's an awesome thing. That's why in the Bible it talks about not forsaking this gathering together that we're doing today. But it goes beyond that. You know, in, in Proverbs, it talks about iron sharpens iron. This process doesn't happen just by two pieces of iron bumping together. In fact, that would dull any sharp edge if they're just randomly bumping into each other. So when you come into service on the weekend and you randomly bump into people, that doesn't necessarily sharpen your life and your relationship with God. As you move forward, you have to choose to place yourself into close relationship with people. This is why tribes 
And, and dream team is so, so important and critical in the life of every person who calls themselves a family member of Red Hills Church. Because when you choose to go beyond just the weekend message, which the weekend message is amazing and it's powerful and it's life-changing, yes. But when you actually start doing life with these people, and you're shoulder to shoulder um, greeting somebody at the doors and, and carrying on in conversation and serving coffee and, and a part of the worship team. When you truly are doing life with these people, then you start to see something. You start to see their choices and the life that they're living. When you start to ask them, hey, how's the family this week? You begin to see the life and the relationship that they have with God and how it starts to change their life and transform their life. Maybe you get to hear stories about their past and where they've come from. And because of their faith, it starts to build your faith. And you think, man, if, if this person came from that, so, man, I can move past that too. I can move some of the bad decisions of my family and choose a family that's going to lead me towards what God is doing. Maybe your family made great choices. Maybe your family are the people who are serving next to you on the weekends. But this is the point. The point is, is when you get into relationship, close relationship with those people that call themselves believers, they begin to hone and sharpen your relationship with God. Because if God can do it for them, and man, I'm, I'm running right next to them. Man, if God can do it for them, maybe he can do it for me too. And it begins to develop this relationship of brothers and sisters that we walk side by side and we begin to develop that sense of family that only comes from the family of God. The next, the next area that I'd like to talk about this morning is when Jesus says, who's my mother, right? Because he didn't just reference brothers and sisters, he also referenced who's, who's my mother. Well, this, this idea of, of a parent in our life is somebody who has our best interest in mind, right? A, a mother is somebody who helps you make the right decisions when you were first born. I, I know this. I mean, we're, we're raising a child right now, and he's only months old, and he doesn't necessarily know what's best for him. He depends on his mom and his dad for everything in his life, more so his mom. But... Uh, as, as we recognize this fact that somebody who's, who's going through life that has been there in the faith, who's made the decisions and gone before us, we see that maturity and, and, and it draws us to somebody to say, hey, am I making the right decisions? Because a mom, when she sees a child reaching for the stove, the child doesn't know, hey, it's red hot. That means that it's going to hurt me if I touch it. And, and the same in faith. Sometimes when we make decisions, we make a, a decision out of, uh, of excitement or, or maybe something that, you know, we're like, hey, I'm just going to cut some things off in my life and you start cutting everything. Somebody who's more mature in their faith than you can say, hold on a second. I'm glad that you're super excited and you want to discover this freedom that God has for you. But let's take a step back. Let's look at what is healthy and what is, what is balanced in your life. And, and the person who's further along in their faith, the mother or the, or the spiritual um, leader in your life, the person that you've gone to to ask them to help you make the right choices, that person can show you, hey, this is the mature decision. This is how you bring life to somebody rather than just cutting them off and saying, well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Maybe make the decision to say, hey, I'm going to be at church on the weekend. Why don't you come with me? 
Yeah, you might be a knucklehead that I ran around with when I was younger, but, but you know, I'm choosing a different path. These are, these are choices. And when, when God says, choose life, oh, that you would choose life. This is how we begin to develop that choice-making skill in our life that allows us to choose life. The life that God has for us. He gives us the opportunity to surround ourselves with family. As I close today, this is, this is the choice that I hope you would make when you choose family. That you would choose to surround yourself with believers. With people who are running beside you and people who have gone before you. People who are mature in their faith so that you can truly begin to do this in your life and choose life. This morning, let's pray. Father, thank you for so much, so much for every person who is watching this morning. As they begin to listen to your word and apply it to their life, Father, I know that there's people out there that maybe have never made a decision to follow you in the first place. That first choice that's so critical when they choose to make Jesus the Lord of their life. Father, I pray that you would, you would give them the courage to make that prayer this morning. That as, as Romans says, when you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that you will be saved. God, I pray that there's people making that decision and making that choice this morning. God, for, for people who are watching, God, that maybe have never decided to surround themselves with family. Maybe they're just watching. Maybe they've, maybe they've never even come in person. Father, I pray that people would begin to make choices today to surround themselves with the family of God that you've given us. Those that would help sharpen us in our faith. Those that would help lead us in our faith. Father, I thank you that you're creating opportunities even today. God, as, as we go to the barbecue later today, Father, I pray that people would make choices to develop relationship as we move on with you. Father, we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.